Welcome back to Tequila She Wrote, a podcast about true crime and cocktails. I'm Sloan, your bartender for today. And I'm Trish, your crime tender. And today we're bringing you the story of Ashley Summers. It's a missing case, yeah, missing person's, person's case. case. So grab your cocktail and buckle up for the Hot Mess Express. Toot toot. Beep beep. another round of bartending with Sloan. Today we are doing a classic. This is another one that I drank too many of in college, but it's still good. This is the buttery nipple. So good. All you need is butterscotch schnapps and Irish cream. The traditional way to make this is one ounce butterscotch schnapps and half an ounce of Irish cream I personally prefer prefer more of like a one-to-one ratio. So like one ounce of each or a half ounce of each or three-fourths ounce. Like whatever your, whatever your shot glass looks like. I prefer equal pour. And the best way to do this is if you keep your like shot glass chilled or even keep the Baileys or the butterscotch chilled. I feel like whenever you shake it, it kind of changes it, it a little bit almost. yeah but if you just combine it in the shot glass and a chilled shot glass it'll cool it down enough to where it's still delicious it's very sweet and like i said this is just one of those classic recipes you can go to any bar and order it and they'll know what you're talking about so if you like this drink let us know what you think you can also find this on our socials we have our tiktok facebook twitter instagram all that good stuff tequila she wrote across the board and we will send you off to the episode. Uh, she helped. Sorry, my, like, as I was typing this, I, it was late at night. So, like, my thoughts on this are just, like, scattered. So, I'm like, uh, wait, what was I trying to say? <laughs> you look like the uh, meme with the red lines <laughs> everywhere. Yes. Um. So, yes. She was a fun-loving yet responsible teenager. She was the oldest of, like, her siblings. She came from a family kind of like mine, where it's not all the same. Yeah, a Brady Bunch family. Yes. So, she helped take care of her younger half-siblings while her mother worked. Her mother apparently worked, like, a full-time job. Mm -hmm. So, I mean... I was the baby, so I never got to look after anybody, except for my nephews when they started popping up, but... <laughs> I was the oldest, so I definitely was the caretaker. Yeah. So, People I, like... thought my youngest brother was my son. So, like, yeah, I get my my oldest brother definitely watched us a lot, so, yeah. Definitely understand the whole siblings taking care of siblings thing. So, shortly before her 14th birthday, Ashley began rebelling. I mean, I feel like that's kind of common, especially in girls. You get that teen stage and you just feel like you're a brand new woman. (laughs) So, she started seeing a 16-year-old boy named Gene. 
And uh, to, I feel like, no one's shock, her mother didn't approve of Jean. <laughs> the eye roll I just saw. <laughs> what a shock. Here's the thing that really, like, when I read it, I went, well, geez, that just shows the time period that we're in. Because Ashley got a tattoo with his name on a banner in a heart on her right arm. She's 14. With a tattoo. (laughs) Can't even go anywhere that would tattoo a 14-year-old now. Even with parental consent. Yeah. Ugh. But yes, she had this boyfriend named Gene. Mom didn't like him. She ended up getting a tattoo, probably to further rebel. I would too. (laughs) It's alleged that Ashley actually stole money from her mom to get this tattoo, which is why her family decided that she would stay with relatives for a bit. So she actually moved from like one family member's home to the next for quite a bit. Which sets up a little more of this story. So yeah. she doesn't have like a permanent home base. Mm-hmm. On July 4th, 2007, which for me feels like it was just yesterday, but it's really not. No. 07's when I graduated high school. So I'm just like, okay, yeah, cool, sure. In my head, it's still 2020. <laughs> but yes. So, July 4th, 2007, she attended a family gathering, which is the last time any of the family saw her again. Uh, That morning, Ashley and her great-uncle Kevin Donathan, yeah, Donathan, I was like, wait, wait, I wanted to say Dothan because it almost looked like it. It's a town here in Alabama. So that's why I was like, no, Donathan. Donathan. (laughs) So her great uncle, Donathan, uh, Kevin Donathan, got in a heated argument. He apparently had caught her gossiping on the phone and reportedly seized and broke it in a rage. So any teenager, you're going to be fairly upset. Yeah. As I said, Ashley obviously was not in the best of moods at the gathering. I mean, she had just gotten in a fight. Her phone's broken. Mm-hmm. It's 2007. Yeah. Like, this is the start of, if you didn't have a phone, you just weren't cool. <laughs> I was more attached to my phone in 2007 than I am now. Yeah. So, she sat this family gathering... I've read that it was a family gathering, and I've also just read that it was just, like, some party she was invited to. But, like, either way, it was... She's at this gathering, and it's like a pool party almost, and she was in this bad spirits until she kind of got into the pool, and then she became a little bit more, Mm -hmm. like, in better spirits, it looked like. Which, I mean, same girl. Yeah. Put me in some water and I'm happy as can be. Mm-hmm. I'm a little fishy. <laughs> a little mermaid. So, around 6 p.m. is when she left saying goodbye and saying she would go to visit her aunt. Her aunt lived about a 10-minute walk away from where she was, and but 
unfortunately, she never arrived at her aunt's. It took two days before anyone from Ashley's family realized she was not with any family members. Which That is two days too long. Yes. It's two days too long. It's also, like, for me, like, with the family I grew up in, I even if, like, moving around and stuff like that, I feel like there's no way that if I didn't show up that night somewhere, that yeah. no one would be like, uh, have you seen Trisha? Yeah. So the fact that it took two days for someone to be like, uh, Ashley, has anybody heard from her? Seen her? That's just crazy to me. So she had taken all of her clothes with her when, like, she left before she went to, like, this aunt's house. So, I mean, there is that. It's not like she had to go back to pick up her clothes from anywhere. She had everything with her. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I guess I can, like, understand it from that viewpoint. But it's also, like, still... This is a family member, and you didn't even care to see if she made it to where she was supposedly going. Yeah. So, after they realized that she was missing, her mom reported and police classified her as an endangered runaway. Police thought she left on her own and would return. I couldn't find anywhere if she had done this before, if, like, if that's why police decided to classify it like that. Like, oh, she's done this before yeah. and she's always just turned up. This is also 2007, so I feel like yeah, investigations and that are not what they are today. And even today, you still have that happening and you're like, always but for improvement. why? Yeah. <sighs> So, police, like I said, police thought she would she had left on her own and would return. Roughly a month after she went slash was reported missing, a phone call was made to her mom's workplace, and her mom picked it up. And the person on the other line, who it's believed to be Ashley, but they don't know for sure. Which, even if that is her. The fact that you said, like, basically, what, one, two, three, four, five, seven words. You said seven words, and then you hung up. Mm -hmm. That is either you are not in a safe space, you're being forced to make that call, or you're just trying to get away. Like, there's something. Yeah. Things are not adding up. Yes. The call came from a blocked number, so police couldn't even trace the call. And like I said, her mother wasn't even sure if it was her. She went, like, it. it's mom with a missing child. You're going to hear that voice and think it's your child because you want it to be your child. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you could possibly listen to that today and with the technology being able to, like, run different programs on it to see. Yeah. But I don't. They may have, and they just haven't released anything. Don't know. So, pretty much after this, and when Ashley's case kind of started going a little on the... Like, there wasn't any new leads and stuff. The FBI, like, got involved. Which, I feel like, is a quick turnaround. Because usually the FBI is like, eh, yeah, yeah. But, apparently, they were quick on that. So... Once 
involved, it came to light that Ashley's step-grandmother believes that she saw somebody that looked just like Ashley in November of 2007. Again, she went missing in July. So this is, what, three, four months later? Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, this lead led nowhere. The person that she had apparently seen just she looked like Ashley but she had shorter dyed blonde hair and if you were still together you're trying to tell me you don't know where she went what happened I'm not buying it yeah which I'm sure police probably think the same but you can't you can't force somebody to give you information as much as we would love to it's just it's not considered ethical So, they kind of don't have any leads after this. And then in 2008, there were suspicions of a possible kidnapping. Because other girls from the city had also started kind of going missing. And, again, I'm, at this point I'm in college. But, like, I still kind of kept up with what was going on back home because I still had, like, I had a friend that went to college in Akron, which is only, like, a 30-minute drive from Cleveland. I had a friend that was, you know, a little, like, farther south in Ohio in the opposite direction of me. I was in Cincinnati at this time. So, like, I remember kind of, like, when these girls started going missing being like oh (laughs) guess I won't be going to Cleveland anytime soon but some of these girls that notably went missing were Gina DeJesus and Amanda Berry which if those names don't sound familiar I might end up jogging a little memory for you or Like I said, this case, like, literally stumbled into this, and I was like, well, I think I know what I'm going to do my next case on, because I remember this case, and I remember following it, and when it finally broke, I was like, oh my god. But, so, like I said, in 2008, you had these suspicions of possible kidnapping, and you had these girls that had gone missing, and some of them were Gina DeJesus and Amanda Berry. And in 2013, police rescued three women from a house on Seymour Avenue. And these women were Gina DeJesus, Amanda Berry, and Michelle Knight. And they were kidnapped and raped by Ariel uh, Castro between the years of 2002 and 2004 was when they went kidnapped. Like, when they went missing and were kidnapped. And they weren't discovered until 2013. This was, like, a huge case in Cleveland. I remember it so vividly. And, like, there's been Lifetime movies that have been made about it. And I want to say Investigation Discovery's done, like, little things, like, on it. A lot, a lot. Yeah. Like, I remember this... And I never knew that they had suspected Ashley being, like, a possible one that he could have picked up. But I think once you start getting 
Like, I'll go, I like I said, I definitely plan on making a case on, like, that. Yeah. And, like, once you dig into it and you kind of hear, like, the police about how, like, this all went down in that. And they start realizing, like, the girls that they had found. You start going, oh, my gosh, is so-and-so here? Is so-and-so here? Unfortunately, there were no signs of Ashley at that residence or ever really being there. So... It's a sad day that, like, she's not a part of them, but also it was a happy day because, one, you got these three that were missing that got found and they're okay, they're alive. Like, yes, there was some, there's some awful shit that happened and, like I said, that's the case for a different time. But also, her family, Ashley's family has said, if anything, this gives them hope that one day she will be found. Alive and well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, kind of after, like, this all went down, the FBI started expanding its hunt. They examined Ashley's actions, traced her footsteps, and probed, like, every angle they could possibly think of. On June 16th, 2013, Ashley's family and friends celebrated what would have been her 20th birthday by passing out flyers, releasing balloons at West 110th and Lorraine Avenue. In 2015, there were rumors that she was spotted with a strange man at an ATM all the way in Rhode Island. I mean, it's happened. You've seen cases where, like, People have been taken that far away, but also, like, I feel like that's very far stretch. And it pretty much didn't pan out. The woman, like, this strange woman that they were thinking was possibly Ashley, ended up being identified by her own family as someone else, like, months later. And the FBI was actually able to corroborate it. So, again, it's another possible lead that just leads nowhere so i'm sure it's another devastating blow to this family the fbi and police have also visited ashley's kind of go-to places and dug up city land on november 7 2018 police and fbi visited holman holman i can't say this it's going to i'm going to butcher this holmden maybe is how they say it Sounds good to me. <laughs> I was like, but police and FBI visited Holmden Avenue, a location she was known to visit. They looked behind a home on Holmden and uncovered new information on possible times and locations at which she might have been spotted before she disappeared. They haven't released like any of this information probably just because they want to hold what they can close so that if someone starts talking about it they can be like how do you know that the searches have left agents empty-handed and when they've dug up places that they've gotten like tips for and stuff like that i mean fortunately slash unfortunately all they have found are just animal remains so i mean at least you're not finding her there yeah but it's also like Not an answer. Yes. A definitive answer. December 4th, 2018. So, very, very recent. Kevin Donathan, 
was arrested on unrelated charges. If that name sounds familiar, it should, because I mentioned it at the top. That is Ashley's great uncle. You want to know what he was arrested for? Uh, Something not good. So he was arrested and he is now in jail serving a 35-year sentence because he pled guilty to rape charges in February of 2020 of underage girls in prostitution. Hmm. A pattern, you say? You, You know, the one that just so happened to get in a fight with Ashley. A pattern, you say? Yes. So... Like I said, he's arrested and he's now in jail serving this 35-year sentence. And with, like, the emergence of this all happening, FBI hoped that it might lead to some sort of helpful information in the case. But, unfortunately, it's not really given them anything else to go off of. Prior to his arrest in 2019, they did actually search his home in connection to Ashley's case, but they came up with nothing. We all know family and anyone close is always looked at in cases like these, and the FBI is no different about this. They've actually said, you know, no one, including Kevin, has confessed any involvement in Ashley's disappearance, but it's still unknown what has happened to Ashley, and no one is being ruled out. So at least, like, you know that they're not just like, eh, doesn't matter. We all know what happened to her. He's just, he's sitting there. He's fine. (laughs) So, they haven't ruled anyone out, but also they have questioned like they should. The, this answer is what, like, her family hopes to have one day. They, like, they hope that, you know, they'll have an answer to, you know, either what happened to her or, like, you know, where she's been. Anything like that. But, unfortunately, like, All they've, at every turn, all they've gotten is, like, just more questions or even, like, more, like, I'm sure hurt. Because nothing has led anywhere. She's literally just vanished without this, without a trace. So, as I mentioned, this is still, like, an ongoing case. They're still looking into it. They're still trying to find her. So, if you or, like, anyone you know has information, even if it's the smallest little detail... The FBI and us (laughs) urge you to call them at 216-622-6842. I'll put that number in the show notes also. At the time Ashley went missing, she was 5'5", 130 pounds. She had brown hair, blue eyes, her ears were pierced, and... It's very possible that she still has the tattoo on her right arm. And if she doesn't still have that, she would probably have a cover-up piece. Because I highly doubt she would go anywhere to try to get it removed. Yeah. So, at the time she went missing, like I said, she was 14. And so, now she would be 28. Soon to be 29. So, you know, she's, she's our age. <laughs> Which is just crazy to me to think. But, like I said, it's this was a shorter case. But it was one that, when I saw it, I was like, oh my gosh. I, I do kind of slightly remember 
hearing about this, but I was, I was terrible. I did not keep up with it. And I think that's because it happened at the time of all these other girls going missing. And then, you know, the three got discovered and that was the big thing. And so like everybody else kind of slid to the side and unless you were like, well, what happened to these? So I really do hope that one day she is found and her family gets answers. It's very possible, like I said, it's still a very recent case, and they haven't found any clues as to, you know, if she is not alive, or, like, she, so, she could very well be living her life somewhere, whether she wants to be found or not, but hopefully, like I said, her family gets the answers soon, but that's the case. I'll say, yeah, that's my case, so we will kick you off to the last call. All right, it's another last call with your bartender, Sloan. I have been itching for a vacation. So, I thought today we could talk about cruise ships and fun facts about cruise ships. Fun note, my parents are actually on a cruise right now. (laughs) And they did not invite us. Nope. Rude. Anyways, the largest cruise ship is twice the length of the Washington Monument. Okay. It has 18 decks. Oh, well, first it's the Royal Caribbean Symphony of the Seas. It Ah. has 18 decks, 2,759 staterooms, 22 dining venues, 24 swimming pools, and a park with more than 20,700 plants. I would get lost. It also has robot bartenders, a ninth floor zip line, an ice skating rink, and a 92-foot tall water slide. The ship, which debuted in 2018, is about 1,188 feet long, almost the length of four football fields. When can we go? Right? I'll get lost on a ship. Let's go. (laughs) Some cruise ships have virtual balconies. I've seen them, but I haven't stayed in those rooms. Virtual balconies? Yeah. So, like, recently, Royal Caribbean found a way to install virtual balconies that transmit real-time images from outside the ship. The images reflect where you're located within the ship. So, if your cabin is in the hole, you'll be looking at images of what's ahead. Okay. So, like... It's supposed to make it feel less closed off in the staterooms. Yeah. The average cruise ship sells the equivalent of three times around the world each year. That's it. Most cruise ships feature a fake funnel or two or three. Funnel. Funnels were originally introduced in the steamship days of ocean liners to expel smoke and fumes from the lower decks. Okay, that makes sense. That's what they're called. Okay, I was like, funnel? Right. Funnel? (laughs) Right. I was thinking, like, beer funnel? (laughs) You know where my priorities are. Cruise ships travel an average speed of 20 knots, which is like 23 miles per hour. Cruise ship crew members have a secret set of code words. I mean, I feel like every industry does. A millionaire plans to to build a replica of the Titanic. I will pass. The uh, first go-round did not end so well. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The Titanic was only a fraction of the size of modern cruise ships. I mean, duh. 
duh. Did you not just hear about the first one I talked about? <laughs> Two cruise ships served as makeshift shelters for those left homeless after Hurricane Katrina. I didn't know that, but it makes sense, and that's awesome. Yeah. The Ecstasy is one of them. I've actually been on that ship. It's a nice ship. And the Sensation was another one. The Church of Scientology owns its own cruise ship. Not shocking. Barf. <laughs> cruise ships often perform rescue missions. That's cool. There are cruise ships designed for permanent residents. Uh, you say what? <laughs> I'm moving to a cruise ship. <laughs> if you wish for nothing more than to spend your entire life at sea, you can realize that dream aboard The World, a luxury ocean liner that offers permanent residents to 165 guests. How residents much? aboard The World can enjoy sailing to nearly every corner of the globe while rev reveling in the fact that they never have to live in a landlocked home again. Does not have a price. Safety equipment once ironically took down an entire ship. Oh, God. Um, so it caused a disaster aboard the SS Eastland, a cruise ship going through the Great Lakes in the 1915, <laughs> in 1915, which was loaded with extra lifeboats, rafts, and life jackets for the 2,570 passengers. All the weight from the extra equipment led to the ship to led the ship to roll over and capsize oh, no. leading to the deaths of 844 people oh no yeah crew members sleep on the lowest level of the ship knew that some cruise ships have topless sunbathing decks eh, if you like that sort of thing I was gonna say, eh. more cruises depart from florida than any other state duh cruise cabins are constructed away from the ship some cruise ships spend more than 100 days at sea. That's it. The first cruise ship set sail in 1900. Cruise ship anchors weigh about as much as four elephants. Well. Some cruise ships have morgues. Oh. They also have onboard jails. Yeah, I didn't know about the jails. And Some most have casinos. Yes. Most cruise ships don't have a 13th deck. And cruise ships offer AA meetings. <laughs> uh, yeah. A is for quitters. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we'll end that last call there. Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you like what you hear, please remember to leave us a rating, um, a review, all that good stuff. Wherever you're listening right now, we also have our socials. We have our Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, Tequila She Wrote across the board. The email is tequila she wrote at gmail.com. If you have cocktail suggestions or case recommendations, requests, whatever you want to call it, hit us up there. We also have our Patreon set up. And for as little as $2 a month, you can get ad-free episodes, get a little bonus content, stuff like that. And then you pay a little more. Depending on what tier you do, you get even more. There's also merchandise over there. All that fun stuff. It really helps us out if you subscribe to it. And yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks for taking a ride on the Hot Mess Express today. Toot toot. Beep beep. <laughs>